Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to the YouTube premiere of Nothing But Bull. And of course, it's a special episode when we have a three-time NBA champion for the Chicago Bulls, the voice of the Bulls, best commentator in the league, and host of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast, the one and only Stacey King is here. Oh, okay. Okay, you know what? That's a great introduction. Your check's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that introduction, DB. Uh, pleasure to be on the show. I was on there earlier. We had some technical difficulties when we did it last time, so I, I owed you. I owed you uh, another one, so I'm here. Sir, and welcome to her first podcast, Chicago Bulls Twitter Community Moderator, Melissa. How's it going? Hello. Thanks for having me. What's going on, Melissa? Hello, hello, what up? Are you the Melissa on Twitter that had a picture with Derrick Rose? Yes, sir. Okay, okay, I, okay, <laughs> now I know who it is. I a picture with you too. I, I think I probably took like two or three pictures with my parents. Oh, um, well, you know what? Just try to make me feel old there. That's okay. Melissa. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's this season, just this season. She's like, yeah, I took a picture when I was in second grade. Stop. <laughs> that hurt, that hurt, Melissa, that hurt. <laughs> Stop it. I'm just messing with you. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Of course, my longtime co-host here, Justin's here. What's up, Justin? Uh, nothing much. You know, when, when I said I needed to uh to shave and everything, like I thought <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was just joking around. I didn't actually expect you to actually pull a YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, baby, that's what that's what the podcast is going to now, man. YouTube, Twitch. <laughs> you got to be looking good, Justin. You can't be out there looking like Bill Russell. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't be out there with the nappy locks, baby. You got to you got to be groomed now, but you got to be on TV. You got to have a you got to have a face for YouTube now. Yeah, well, I already got clowned by my wife. She was like, um, so you're going to brush your hair, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, they give you those suggestions that aren't really suggestions. So. Yeah, yeah, like, like, uh, yeah, honey, you're just gonna walk around with your house uh, with your head messed up like that? How about put a hat on or something? Yeah, she offered to, she offered to give me a haircut too. So I was like, I was, I was supposed to get a lot of stuff done today, but unfortunately, the the Florida weather has not held up its bargain. So. Yeah, you know what? I was I just I'm just recovering from hip surgery, so I hadn't had a haircut since uh, June the fourth, and I was looking like I just came from the mountaintop from the burning bush. So I had to get I had to get faded up by my man Razor Red and, and then get shaved up. So uh, I, I know that feeling, brother. I know that feeling. How's the hip feeling, Stacy? Uh, hips going good, man. We've had, we had, um, you know, I've had a setback, but um, we found out today that, um, you know, um, it's going to be okay. So nothing to worry about. Um, you know, the first, this is going in week four. And the first week I had the surgery, uh, when I came out of surgery, I literally felt like I could run, like actually run. That's how good I felt. And then I had, I had some, uh, some technical difficulties. I had to go back in and they had to go close up 
something in there because it was uh, excess uh, fluid, fluid and drainage. So they had to go close up something. And so uh, I'm grooving right now. I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back and, and I'm happy I did it. And uh, it's, it's going good. All right. I'm going to wish you a speedy recovery on that. It's good to hear. So you had to, uh, had your puppies uh, spa day. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? They were looking kind of they were looking kind of bad too. So I figured if I was gonna look good and, and get my hair cut and you know cleaned up, I need to get my boys uh, groomed up. Plus, you know, they're little guys, you know, they're they're like low to the ground. And uh I swear to God, like I never knew such little dogs could stink like they do. Like literally, seriously, man, they're like they're the cutest things, they're like little bullies, they're the cutest things, but man, for short haired dog, like I've never had a stinkier dog than American Bully. I've had Rottweilers, I've had Akitas, um, you know, I've had Japanese Tosas, uh, you know, miniature Schnauzers, and they never smell. These dudes smell every day when you go out there, they like to wrestle and play. And uh, when they come in from outside, man, it's, it, it honestly smells like they've been in the gym. <laughs> no, um, Melissa and a few other people uh, planning a dog park date. <laughs> Yeah. Might, might be able to get uh, Kobe and Brixton out there with them. Come through. Well, well I tell you what, my, my Kobe is a little antisocial, so he ain't trying to make friends unless you're a girl. Unless you got a girl dog, he ain't trying to make friends with male dogs. He 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 he, he liable to you know give a puppy paw two piece and a, and a dog biscuit. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> but if it's a girl dog, oh, he's straight. He's a little ham. <laughs> He okay. loves he loves the little the females. I got a little female dog. What kind of dog? It's a, I got a tiny little dog right now. It's a Maltese Maltese and poodle. Yeah, I'm not, I had right? the German Shepherd before. I had a Pointer Dalmatian. These are like I got a small dog now, little baby. How much does, how much does she weigh? She's like twenty pounds, little baby. Oh, oh Lord, Kobe might rape her. Kobe might rape her. He's seventy five pounds. He might. He might just try to take it. I, I got to keep him on the leash. You might be calling the police on me. A dog oh, rape. No. Stacy <laughs> King dog rape my little dog. <laughs> See, Melissa, you didn't, long, you didn't know what this podcast is going to be like, boy. Hey, I'm here for it. Yes. It didn't take long. It got real. It just got real. It got real. It got real. Hello, uh, real quick. I like to report a rape. Uh, Kobe, the uh, American bully, raped my twenty-pound little dog. She she did not appreciate his advances, and he just took it. Uh, I'm staying my dog in the house. <laughs> That's a good idea, Melissa. I'm just saying. At least I told you. Like if you rolled You're up right. on me in a, if you rolled up on me in the park. No surprise. Anyway, I didn't tell you that. And you're like, oh, look at the cute little Kobe. Look at how cute. See them pictures. He's so cute. All of a sudden, it's over. It's over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, Derek, make sure you make sure you edit like the first uh, <laughs> three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as YouTube don't tell me to take it down. <laughs> Man, YouTube, man, YouTube ain't gonna tell you to take it down. They let you say pretty much whatever you want. As long as it's not offensive. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
hey, hey, we, hey, you know, hey, we talking about puppies. <laughs> puppies are cute. Everybody likes puppies. They're so cute. Yeah. No, seriously, my dogs, my dogs are really good dogs. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. But I'd be afraid. I'd be afraid that because they're so big and strong. Yeah. Like they may look at her like they do other bullies or other big dogs and like yeah. play with her rough. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend has like a, uh, oh my god, a Colton Day Tulour. Uh-huh. And it's a French dog. It's a French okay. lap dog. So they used to get that dog to, uh, to like the French princesses and queens. So okay. the dog is strictly a lap dog, but he weighs like, she weighs like probably 15 pounds, a little bitty dog. But she runs the roots in the household though. She's, she's the boss. She's the queen. No, nothing goes down without her being involved first. Wow. Yeah. Pretty and it's amazing. Nice. It's amazing because they're so big and she's so little. But it's it's that it's that who is here, who's the oldest. Uh-huh. You know, dogs follow that code. That's like amazing. who's the oldest. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big they are, or how small they are. If the smaller dog is there before the older, the younger dogs, it's gonna be, you know, they gotta listen to her. Yeah, that's amazing. I've seen that happen before too with smaller dogs. Being the older one and the, the bigger dogs will even wait for the smaller dog to eat. Like oh, yeah. that's that's it's amazing. Dogs are amazing creatures. Yeah, they are. They're the best. They're the best. I those dogs, my dogs got me through COVID. I'm going crazy during COVID. My dogs, you know how people talking about uh, uh these, these were COVID babies and they yep. got pregnant during COVID. Yeah, these are COVID puppies. I got yeah. these dogs COVID. I, I was getting bored sitting at home. Yep. I was like, man, you know what? I think I'm gonna get me some dogs to train and keep myself yep. busy, you know. And I got them both when they were puppies, and uh, they'll be two years old here in a few months. Both of them, they're like, they're like three months apart, so they're mm-hmm. real close. Um, you know, they don't fight. They love each other. Like I could put a bone in between both of them. Now this is a bully breed. I can put a bone in front of them, and one will look at the other one and say, "You want this, or you don't let me have it? Wow. If you have it first, I'll I'll have it after you." Now they they share everything. Is that did you train them that way, or is it just natural? No, it's just it's just instinctive. You know, I mean. I, I think a lot of it is I got them as puppies. And so they, they learn to coexist as, yeah. as, as family, you know, and now that they're almost two years old, like they've never got into a fight ever. And they come from two different breeders, which is really, it's really weird because, you know, you got two different breeders, two different parents. You don't know how those, you know, how that's going to mix up. Mm-hmm. But if you, like, if you take one out of the room, like yesterday they were at the groomer, I take one out of the room, the other one just cries until the other one comes back. I feel so bad for him because like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know what? The hardest thing about a dog being a dog owner is when they get sick and you got to put them down. You know, that, I don't care what people say, that is like, you're losing a child, you know, especially when you've raised that, that puppy from, you know, uh, infancy to where it is 13, 14, 15 years, a piece of you goes with, that's the hardest thing. So I was just talking to my friend about this the other day. I said, I'm thinking about getting a third one you know a female because like if something happens to one of them they're not because dogs you, you ever seen where the red fern grows you ever seen that movie <laughs> okay yeah that's a disney movie okay that's a little it's probably be out there i might be outdated myself but that was a movie back in the day and it was two dogs that were hunting dogs and this kid saved up all his money to get these two dogs they were brother and sister mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie they were so close and everything at the end of the movie one of the dogs got uh, got killed by a mountain lion trying to save the boy from getting attacked. So he gave up his life to save his sister and the boy, which is sad right now. I can see your face. Let's see you get ready to cry. <laughs> right now you get ready to go grab your dog and hold her. So, so then the other dog just went into depression and died like two weeks later. And that is so true. 
when yeah. you have two dogs that are so close and they're like, yeah. they almost, they're imprinted with one another. And if I, my biggest fear, cause I can see it with these two, if something happens to one of them, the other one's not going to make it. So my thought process is I'm thinking about getting a female and um, have a third. So then if something happens, you know, foreshadowing, I don't want anything to happen, but if something happens, the transition will be a lot easier because there's someone else there, you know, yeah, another, another sister or brother there with them. So um, my, I've had, I'd have a couple of dogs that did that too. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I used to have two dogs, actually the multi pool I have now, there were two of them. So I feel that because yeah. passed away like suddenly two years ago, yeah. and the, this one that I have now that survived, she went through some depression. I'm telling you, yeah. she didn't eat, she was in the corner. She just hurt. Her yeah. completely changed. So for and sure. She, and, she, and she probably was looking through the doors. Yep. Like where, you know, where's her buddy? Where's her friend? Yep. Uh, you know, anytime, you know, anytime you got up the move, she, you think she's thinking you're going to let her out to go find her friend. Yep. It, it's very depressing and sad at the same time. Um, you know, that's the one thing about pets, because if you're a pet lover and a pet owner that loves pets, yep. like dogs are man's best friend. Cause like my, my philosophy is, is this, is no matter how bad my day is when I come home, you know, no matter what, that dog is happy to see me. I can have girlfriend problems. I can have, you know, the team lost eight games in a row. I can come home just in the really foul mood. Yeah. But once they see you come through that door, they don't care about how your day was. They want love. They want to play. They want to wrestle. And that take that change completely changes your mood uh, when you get in. Hundred percent. You Who would have thought we'd be sitting on a bulls podcast <laughs> talking about puppies? I was going to say, I, I think uh, last season you didn't have too many <laughs> times coming home in a bad mood because of the bulls. <laughs> no, no, and I'm not think I don't think I'm going to be coming home a lot this year in bad moves. I think um, mm -hmm. you know the bulls, the bulls are going to win 50 plus games, but it's all based off of health. You know, yeah. um, if Lonzo Ball, let's just be honest, if Lonzo Ball is playing that Milwaukee series last year, the Bulls win that series easily. Uh, the whole the whole complexion of that game changes, um, especially coming back to Chicago after we got a split. Um, just having him and his defense ability there would have it would have changed the whole momentum of that game. And um, so I'm I'm excited about the season. Um, I'm excited they brought Zach back. I'm excited that. He wanted to come back because when he left, you know, he kind of he kind of left Chicago kind of like in lurch a little bit. Like, I don't know. I'm going to go test free agency and I want to go to the rounds. And, and that kind of scared Bulls Nation, you know. So uh, it was good to, to hear him say like he didn't take any more interviews. He, Chicago's his place. And uh, so he got the money, got the bag. Now he got to come here. And with that, with that money comes responsibility now. Yeah. Okay. When you're one of the highest paid players in the NBA, you're making 35, 36 million dollars a year. There's no nights off now. You're getting paid like a superstar. The Bulls bet on you and bet on him to be that superstar that we've seen him grow into the last three or four years. So there's no nights where you don't play defense now. There's no nights where you take crazy shots without being in the flow of the offense, you know. Um, there's a big responsibility that comes with that. You know, you want the money. But do you want that pressure that comes along too? Right. It's so it's so quick for him to to become the villain when you're getting paid like that. Like he's going to be scrutinized, you know. So I, I think you know what, Melissa. I don't think by Chicago fans there'll, there'll be some haters. I mean, listen, there's some people out there who hated Derrick Rose when he got hurt. So 
you're always going to have those kind of people, but loyal Bulls fans that are, that are ride or die. And there's a lot more than the haters. Okay. There's a lot of these guys sit behind the computer in their mom's basement, eating pop tarts and, you know, sending out, sending out, you know, malicious tweets, uh, trying to get 15 minutes of fame, you know, uh, have no idea what it, what it's like to be a professional athlete. The closest they'd ever been to an NBA game is 2k. So, you know, I know Zach's going to put the pressure on himself. He's got a baby coming. There's a lot of things going on in his life. Uh, Zach is a gym rat. I, I expect Zach to come in and play the way Zach's been playing since he's been a bull. Uh, I look at DeMar. Uh, can DeMar do what he did last year? Let's just be honest. I don't think he can. And I'm just, and I love Debo. I still think he's going to have a great season. I still think he's going to average 22, 23, 24 points a game. I don't know if he can put on, I mean, there was, there was a time in the season where he was the best player in the league for like, for like a month. Like he just like a straight month, he was killing. Um, I don't know if he can do that kind of production this year, Um, you know, but, you know, having 12 or 11 30 point games in a row and, you know, back-to-back game winners, you know, I mean, everything aligned for him last year. And I think he had a chip on his shoulder because a lot of people thought he was the worst free agent signing. I think that motivated him because he's a prideful guy. Um, and he's, he's a guy, him and Zach, both are really hard workers. Like they're extremely, you know, they're highly intelligent. They want to win, you know, and then you couple that with Caruso, you throw in Lonzo Ball. There's a reason why the Bulls didn't mess up their core unit. You know, you could have, you know, Bulls could have said, hey, let's trade Kobe. Hey, let's get rid of Vooch because he's on a one-year, you know, one-year contract. Uh, they believe, and I believe, you know, that in order for a team to take that next step, there's got to be some kind of continuity. Milwaukee's shown you that. Milwaukee has kept their core group together. Even when they lost, they're still keeping their core group together, and they're building around Giannis. Uh, when I was playing, we played in Chicago. You go back and look at all those championship teams. The core group, they kept seven or eight of us, and then we built around. If we need a three-point shooter – they go get a three-point shoot. We need another rebounder, versatile big. We go get that. But the core foundation of your team stays the same for multiple, multiple years. Then, you know, like I said, there's levels to this. You know, everybody wants to complain about, oh, the Bulls got to be in the first round. Oh, da, 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 da. Okay. Hey, listen, the other alternative is sitting at home uh, watching the playoffs and not having the Chicago team in the playoffs, okay? That's your other alternative. Uh, the team the year before won 22 games. They won 45 this year. That's positive in itself, okay? Uh, and they make the playoffs. Zach makes an all-star team. The, uh, uh, DeMar's on the all-star team. You know, Vooch didn't have a typical Vooch year, but Vooch was very – Vooch was really good in the playoffs. People don't give Vooch enough love, man. Everybody, everybody wants to hate on Vooch, like, you know – Boots, things, trade them, cut them. Boots is a vital part of what this yeah. team does. Now, granted, you know, does he take too many threes? Absolutely. Okay. Is he one of the best back-to-the-basket uh, centers in the league? Absolutely. And I think with him, I think he has to go back to Orlando Vooch in order for us to win. He's got to go back to that guy that's going to get you 26 and, you know, 14 boards, couple blocks. I think he'll be highly motivated this year due to contract um, – his contract's up after this year, and this could be his last big payday. So I think when you get a you get a guy, you know, on the last year of their deal, and they're going to be a, a, a unrestricted free agent, 
you want to have the best year you can to maximize the dollars that you're going to get. So that's why that's why I think Gooch is going to have an amazing season this year. Well, I was wondering, Stacy, um, how do the Bulls navigate that? Uh, because you have these guys who they came together and first it was uh, Levine who came in and we expected him to be the man. And he put up the numbers showing that he could do that. And then we added Booch and, you know, they seem to have a, a lot of good chemistry between the two of them. But then you throw DeRozan in there and you have a lot of guys who are coming from all of these these different um, these different places um, in their careers. How do they navigate like not wanting to step over another guy who's supposed to be considered kind of the man, like you mentioned with Levine coming in? and a lot of things that are being expected of him. But how do these guys do that? Because it felt like a lot of times last year, one of the reasons why like Vooch was struggling, it just seemed like he he didn't want to step on toes. Like with Well, he's got he's got he can't worry about that this year. He's an all-star. It's not like Vooch has never been an all-star player. You know, he's an all-star caliber player. So if technically if you watch our team, we got a big three. We got three all-stars, okay? It may not be LeBron and you know, AD and whoever else, you know, but we have three all-star players. And so, and, and, I mean, Justin, to answer your question, it's all about hooping. Like the good players and the good teams will figure it out. You know, it's not about, if you're on a bad team, then I can see guys going, it's my turn to score. You know, I'm, you know, when you're losing, <clears throat> players tend to say, I'm going to get mine. Forget everybody else. We're losing. I'm going to get mine. Okay. When you got a winning team that went to the playoffs last year and everybody was – this team jailed way faster than what I think anybody thought, okay, from the preseason when they, they were undefeated in the preseason. Uh, they didn't lose their first game until, like, you know, until probably – I don't know if it was the New York game where Patrick Williams got hurt. Uh, that kind of – that was the deflating game. I, I, I'd have to go back and check that one. But, but we had won, like, nine or ten straight, including preseason. So – when you have this much new talent, okay, and every one of these guys are coming from a team where they had a big role, okay? Alonzo was starting in New Orleans. Caruso was a big player off the bench for the Lakers. Uh, you know, Debo was in San Antonio leading that young team. Um, Vooch was the man in Orlando. Zach's been the man here in Chicago the last four years before we made all these moves. Um, you know, Patrick Williams, Kobe White. You know, they they've been navigating their way through trying to find, you know, how they're going to fit into all this. OK, but in this league, as you know, you got to have players. You you can't you can't contend for a title if you got you playing with second tier and third tier players. OK, and I'm not taking anything away from the Bulls. With they had Jim Boylan's Bulls. Okay? OK, name name one of those players off that that Jim Boylan team that was in the league last year. Other than other than Zach, who was on that team, Kobe, Patrick, and Vooch in the second half of the season. I mean, Arch was in and out of the league in the G League. Uh, Felicio is on a milk carton. I don't even know where he went. <laughs> um, you know, there, there. I mean, there was a those guys, and those guys were. And I'm not slighting them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say they were bad players, but they were probably second, probably third tier role players. Not, not even second tier. You know, second tier is Derrick Jones Jr. that comes in and can play multiple positions for you, okay? You got your first your first tier starters, you know, Debo, Zach, Vooch. Your second tier players coming off the bench, which is very important because you got to have a good bench. And I think the Bulls realize that. That's why they went out and got Drummond this year. That's why you saw them go get, 
uh, Goran Dragic. Now they got some veterans. They got some guys that's been in playoffs that know how to play. And, you know, your second team, you know, you got to have some guys that play. You know, look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee's deep. Miami's deep. Golden State is deep. You know, Phoenix is deep. Your elite teams in this league go beyond five people. You know, they, they go 10-11, you know. And during those 82-game seasons, when you have COVID, you have injuries, you know, that's where your younger players get the minutes now. That's where Patrick Williams gets 40 minutes a night. That's where Kobe's getting those 40 minutes a night. You know, that's where Caruso and those guys are getting big minutes. And I, and I thought last year we were the hardest hitting – we were the hardest hit team with COVID. Like, I swear to God, I mean, I, I, I mean – I, I mean, I, I think everybody in the organization had COVID at one point. Like we we were running out of players. We kept thinking, when is the NBA going to cancel games? Like how many how many people do we have to call up from the G League to uh, to form a roster? It was almost comical, you know. And you know, myself, uh, Bill Winnington, um, the coaching staff got it. I mean, it ran it ran through our team more than anybody. And um, so that kind of you would think that would have kind of messed up our mojo because we were winning up until that point. And I think the biggest thing that happened to us was kind of the turning point of our season going into the second half was losing Lonzo Ball, losing uh, Caruso when uh, you know Caruso broke his wrist with that uh, hard foul by Grayson Allen. That that completely turned our season around because we lost our two best defensive players. Having those two guys on our on our floor every night made the Bulls a top five defensive team just for those two players. Okay, when you take both those two players out, go look at the numbers. We dropped to like twenty eight. When those two players are not on the floor, that's going from top five to bottom five. That's a big drop. I think we were top five on offense too. Yeah. Injuries. Yeah. We were, we were very efficient offensive team. Um, we had a really good pace, you know, uh, we got Lonzo gives you the ability to fast break, yeah. you know, and he's very unselfish as a point guard. He's not trying to get his, Lonzo's a point guard first, point guard second, point guard third. If Lonzo wanted to go out and get 25 a night, Lonzo could do that. If he wanted to be like his younger brother, Melo, and just go out there and just have, you know, just go out there and say, you know, I'm going to score, I'm going to pass, I'm going to do whatever I need, you know, and put on a show, Zoe could do that. Not his personality, though. His personality is, hey, I'm running the show. I'm going to get Vooch easy shots. I'm going to get DeMar easy shots and help them be efficient. And I think that's the biggest thing to help. DeMar, and I think it was a big reason it helped uh, Zach Levine because they were much more efficient scorers. You didn't have to – if you don't have a point guard and they can't get you easy shots, you got to work for everything you get. And and last year, if you look at the numbers, uh, very efficient scorers uh, out of our star players. Out of what we're going to do next season, rats on Alonzo and his health um, – you know, AK talked on Summer League yesterday saying that Lonzo is progressing, but not as fast as they would like to. Um, and then the report came out earlier about Dragic saying one of the reasons he chose the Bulls is because they promised them to play about 20 to 25 minutes a night. So a lot of people um, automatically, <laughs> automatically assume either that means Lonzo's not going to be ready or that means Kobe's getting traded? Um, you know what? I heard that rumor today. I don't know why any team uh, would promise someone something that they couldn't they couldn't deliver on. Because the Bulls, one thing about the Bulls, they're deep at guard. I mean, if you're playing, you guarantee him 20, 25 minutes a night, what does that do for Io? You know, what does that do for Caruso? You know, what does that do for, you know, Zach or, you know, DeMar? Like, uh, Dale and Terry, 
you know, where, where is the minutes going to come for these younger players um, that have proven that they can play? I mean, you know, Io proved that he was the steal of the draft last year. He proved that he deserves to be at a first round pick. He proved that he was on the all rookie team, second team this year. By the way, you know, I just want to toot my own horn. I was on the all-rookie second team, too. I would have been on the first team, but I was robbed by David Robinson, who was about 80 years old, and he wasn't he wasn't technically a rookie because he went into the Navy and served three or four years and came in as an old man. Rob. I got robbed. You got robbed. <laughs> That's a robbery. But my, but my point is, my point is, is that the kid developed nicely as a second-round pick, Okay. So how does that impact his minutes? You know, I don't, I don't believe that's true. I don't believe AK would promise anyone like that. I don't know. Like I said, unless I, I heard it was a quote, I got to see the interview and I don't speak whatever language that he speaks. I don't speak that because uh, I heard it was uh, over in his country. Yeah. So I'm going to have to pull out my uh, audio translator and um, try to try to find out, did he really say that? Because if he, if he really did say that, you know, that puts that puts a lot of pressure on Billy Donovan to try to get him minutes consistently. And let's say, okay, let's say you play him 20, 25 minutes, okay? He hasn't played that many minutes the last two or three years. He's been hurt. So you're gonna you're gonna promise someone 20, 25 minutes that hasn't stayed healthy. You know, maybe he's gonna be healthy for us, but I'm saying if you're going by what he did the last two or three years, like he hasn't been on any, I mean, he hasn't been on the floor because he's been he's been hurt. So when he's healthy, he's a very good player. Like, that's a great pickup for us because, you know, if something happens to Alonzo, let's say he has another knee situation, you got a quality backup point guard in Dragic who, even at his age, still can get it done. But to promise a guy 25, you know, 20, 25 minutes a night, and I heard the reason why they said that was to keep him from going to Dallas. Dallas couldn't promise him those those kind of minutes, and that's why he came here. I don't know if it's true. Like I said, I just heard it today uh, when I was uh, going over our pre-production meeting for my podcast for tomorrow, and I just like I can't believe AK and they would say that or make that kind of promise, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. I will see. Um, he's a great pickup. I think Andre Drummond is a great pickup, and a lot of people are disappointed that we didn't get Bamba or. You know, uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, but none of those guys wanted to come here. They, they're, they're chasing money. You know what I'm saying? So Bamba, Bamba got paid more than he would have got probably with the Bulls to stay in Orlando. And I don't know where he's going to play because they got so many bigs there, um, you know, where they're going to play him. You know, that Bontero kid is real, the real deal. So he's going to be a starter from day one. So um, he was so good in the summer league, they shut him down after two games. Say, hey, we've seen enough. You, you go home and you go to the casino, gamble a little bit. Here's here, here's some money. We're gonna pay for it. Go out there and play some craps. Um, you know, you got Wendell Carter Jr. still there, and he really had a, a breakout season last year for them. I'm telling you right now, man, the Eastern Conference is going to be a bear to get through next year. Okay, just let's go. Let's just go with the teams that made the playoffs last year. You got. Cleveland's going to be, they're going to be better. They just got Ricky Rubio back, okay? Bulls, Milwaukee, that, that's just in the Central Division, okay? Three teams in the Central Division. Detroit's going to be better, okay? Detroit, that kid Ivy is, is the real deal. And now you pair him up with Kay Cunningham and, um, and Duran, they got, they, they're building something really fun and nice in, in uh, Detroit. Uh, Orlando is going to be a better team. The Knicks are going to be a better team. Atlanta, you know, pick it up, you know, uh, which is crazy being able to pick up uh, DeJounte uh, Murray 
and basically just give a bag of chips. You know, I mean, you get an all-star caliber kid, 25 years old, been on multiple all-stars, tremendous point guard, and you you didn't have to give up nothing basically to get him except uh, Danilo Gallinari. And that's really nothing because, you know, Gallinari is at the end of his career. This kid is 24, 25 years old, just scratching. He's not even his prime yet. And he's already been to two all-star games, led the league in steals and minutes. And you pair him now with Trey Young in Atlanta. Oh, Ooh, so the East is going to be a beast. Miami's going to be good. Milwaukee will still be there. Philadelphia is trying to, you know, they're trying to do something there. So your usual suspects, your top three or four teams will be there. The question is, where will the Bulls be? You know, where will they be? Are they going to be, are they going to be in the top five? You know, um, I think they will, but uh, health is, health is a major key. Yeah, we had um, some Bulls fans already claiming that we're uh, either a, playing team or we're a first round exit again. And I'm like, uh, we haven't even played a single game yet. Listen, I told you earlier, those are not real bull fans. Okay. <laughs> the people, the people that always got negative things and not, you know, not like excited about where this team is going. Um, you know, there's levels to this, man. The first level is to get to the playoffs. Okay. The second level is to come in next year, be one of the best team record wise get a home court advantage, not have to go out on the road and play. Okay. Uh, be in the top four seeds in the, in the conference, get a home court advantage in the first round. So it makes it easy for you to get to the second round. And now the goal is to get past the second round and, and beyond. Do I think this team can win a championship the way it's currently constructed? I'd be sitting here lying and say, yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, I don't think they can. I think they still need some shooters. Um, as we saw in Milwaukee last year, Milwaukee didn't even guard anybody last year. They didn't guard anybody at the three-point line. We couldn't make a shot. So if you don't have some shooters and guys that can step up and knock down threes when that ball is swung side to side and making teams play for playing a scramble type of defense where they're trying to get the ball out of DeMar's hands, and that's what happened to DeMar. You know, DeMar has that big 40-point game because they said, hey, you know what, stay on the shooters. And then after that, they said, all right, we got to take the ball out of his hands. Like, hey. And trap him, you know, whatever, run him off screens. And then now he makes the pass. He makes the right pass to a guy who's supposed to step up and make a shot. Well, we didn't have no Kyle Corbin's last year. We didn't have no Craig Hodges and John Paxson's and BJ Armstrong's guys that were, were lethal from the outside. Um, you know, so we're going to have to address that. That's why I always like talking with you, Stacy, because you keep me level-headed. Like you're good for my fandom mental health. Like, uh, <laughs> You know, because I've been I'm looking at the past couple of off seasons. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, didn't the Bulls like kind of win the off season? I mean, we brought yes. in DeRozan, we brought in Ball, we brought in Caruso. This year, we signed the. I mean, my opinion, which I think everybody's opinion, the best free agent out there, Zach Levine. So you know, but yet and still, you you do hear a lot of uh, negative feedback from people who are so called fans who say that the Bulls really haven't done anything to kind of get them to that next level. But I think that bringing in guys, like you mentioned, who had that playoff experience, who aren't going to be afraid if there's like a full court press put on, like the ball's actually going to be able to move. And you have a lot of, a lot of guys coming back from hell, like not having P-Will. That's going to be huge uh, with his development this year and being able to work out with the Rosen over the summer. So I felt well, like there was a lot of good things that were happening. 
there's a lot of positive things. I mean, you go back to the last game of the year when, you know, um, DeRozan set out, Zach set out, and then Patrick Williams was the man. He had like, you know, 38, 40 points, I think, and dominated. And he showed you that the ability is there. It's just getting the, you know, the mind to catch up with the body and athleticism, okay? Then he gets to the playoffs. He struggles in game one, you know, completely. I think he only took two shots in game one. And then realized like, hey, you know, I can't do that if we're going to have a shot to win. And I think he averaged 14 or 15 points in the series uh, the rest of the way. He, him and Boots actually played, uh, you know, next to uh, DeMar, the best on the team, you know. And so Patrick got that experience last year, what playoffs is all about. Um, I think with him, he's been hurt the last two years, missed a lot of games. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, his accidents, Justin, are freak, you know. You can't do nothing about someone going up to dunk and they take you out of the air and you break your wrist. It's not like you're talking about, oh, he pulled a muscle, he's not in shape or something like that. Uh, it's been more, you know, where he's just been taken out of the air. You know, he's been hurt that way. Uh, the kid's got phenomenal talent. I would like to see them, and this comes from Billy. Billy's going to have to, you know, he's got so many different weapons in the toolbox. Okay, He's got a lot of different tools in the toolbox, okay? I would like to, for them to use Patrick Williams more in a guard role as far as getting the ball off the glass and starting the break, which allows Zach, uh, DeMar, you know, whoever, Zoe, run and get up and get the ball up the floor, shoot threes. You know, get your best shooters out on the floor in transition um, and then hit them up the floor for wide open threes like Golden State does. You know, Golden State looks, you know, they get the ball, Draymond Green brings it up the floor. And Steph and Clay Thompson and Poole, they're, they're already spotted up on their spots. But by, by the time you run back there, because you're, you're their, their guys never stand still. They're constantly moving, okay? And the one time you stop looking to where Steph Curry is or Poole or Clay Thompson, all of a sudden he's on the other side in the corner wide open. You lost your man, you know? Uh, so you, I'd like to see Patrick Williams in that Draymond Green type of role where – He's a facilitator in the offense. I think I think he'll be a big help to do that um, because he can play. He used to be a guard in high school. So, you know, he knows how to play pick and roll. He knows how to make good decisions. Um, and, again, he's 6'9". You know, you got a 6'9 guy, you know. Um, and I thought one of the biggest things that uh, Billy did in that playoff series against Milwaukee was that he he put Vooch and, uh, and uh, Patrick Williams in pick and rolls. You know, and he got away from it, but when they did do it, there was they, they had success again. It's because you know you had to switch, and so when you switch, that means you know you you got Giannis and Lopez. Okay, so if I switch and Lopez takes Patrick Williams and the Giannis guards, you know, uh, Vooch in the post, you got to mismatch everywhere. And if Patrick Williams, which he did, beat whoever was on him off the dribble, which forces people to come over, now you're dropping it off for someone to get the wide open shot. So. Um, I expect big things out of Patrick. I still think, honestly, in my opinion, I'm still a Kobe White fan. I don't care what people say. Uh, that kid has shown the ability to score, have big scoring games in his career. And you see, there's, I mean, his rookie year, I mean, he had some 28, 30 point games that were phenomenal. Okay. And, you know, in this, in this, in sports, you know, people always tend to say, uh, what have you done for me lately when you're not doing what they want you to do, you know, and they quick to trade everybody. But then when you trade them, you've been yelling trade and they go somewhere being all-star. Now you're mad at the front office. So you got to learn how to appreciate what you have. Um, cheer them on. Be supportive. You can have opinions. Fans have opinions all the time. 
But to sit here and discredit a team who won 45 games and made the first playoff in six years, Zach's first playoff in eight, uh, to discredit what they did because you're not happy about the outcome uh, is sad. You need to get a life, all right? You could be just like any other team that, like Brooklyn, you know? I mean, we went further than Brooklyn. We went further than, you know, two teams that were four and five seeds last year, New York and Atlanta. You know, we went further than those guys, and we didn't have to play in a playing game. With all the injuries that we had, we didn't have to play in a playing game. So we had a successful season. It might not have been as successful as we all like it, but it's still a successful season anytime you make the playoffs and you're a seed. You know, you're, you're a seed. So I was happy with last year. To be fair, too, with Kobe, like he didn't even have a full off training season last season because of a shoulder injury. So he did really great before All-Star game. And of course, it wasn't as consistent as we would have liked, but we definitely saw some good stuff from him. So as much as sometimes I trade with Kobe, I'm like, he's got it in there somewhere. Hopefully this offseason. Well, and you got to you got to here, Here's the situation with Kobe. He hurts his shoulder. He's out three months in the season. OK, he comes back. The team he played on is now a totally different team yeah. than he's going to be on now. You got Lonzo, Caruso, Io. I mean, you got a ton of new uh, uh, Demar. You got a ton of new players. Okay, so now training camp for a young player is so important. You know, you can't miss time a young player in training camp. You know, uh, Io can't miss time. You know, that's you know same thing with Patrick Williams. You know, if they're healthy, they got to be in training camp. And you take a training camp away from a guy like Kobe his rhythm is gone and you don't have time. There's not enough practices in the year because of so many games that we play. People think, you know, teams, NBA teams practice every day, you know, no, you don't practice every day. Half the time we didn't have enough to even have a walkthrough, let alone go through a full practice. I mean, you know, you, you, there's been times there've been three guys in practice, you know, cause everybody's sick, you know? So um, I think Kobe's going to have a training camp this year. I think Kobe's going to be hungry. I think he's got a lot to prove, you know. Um, I still think Kobe can contribute to this team. I think, in my honest opinion, you know, Kobe, they need to to put Kobe in his natural position, you know. Mm-hmm. And Kobe's a two-guard. He's not a point guard. He's, he's a guard that can play point, but he's not a point guard, you know. And he's a guy that will get you buckets. So I'd like to see him in that Jamal Crawford role, Lou Williams, you know, Ben Gordon, where he relishes in that six-man role, and you say, turn him loose. As soon as he's checking the game, it's green light. So go get it, Kobe. Because if Kobe comes off the bench, gets you 18, 20 points off the bench, Zach's out the game. So now you you got someone out there in that second group that can get you buckets. Uh, it gives you a whole different dynamics on your team. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, with Kobe, like, he never really had a consistent role any year that he's played so far because they wanted him to be a point guard then they kind of let him be a shooting guard he got hurt came back and like you said it's a whole different team um so you you think that's a, has a lot to do with it is that he never had a consistent defined role yeah i mean you're getting inconsistent minutes you're going to get inconsistent play i mean that's i mean that's just the law that you know happens in football, baseball, basketball. If you're not getting the reps, then how can you make a difference? You know, if you if you you know you're in the game for five minutes and get pulled out, how can you get into a rhythm? You know, especially a guy who's a shooter that relies so much on his ability to score. Um, 
you know, um, I think it with Kobe, it's all about getting consistent minutes. And I think what happened with Kobe this year is the Bulls got, got off to such a great fast start that Kobe kind of got forgotten about. You know, there wasn't there wasn't room for Kobe to play when he came back. They tried to force him in there and try to get him to play, but there wasn't a, a really a spot for him because Io was playing well. You know, Caruso and, and, and Lonzo were playing great at the guard spot. So it's like, and Zach and, and, and DeMar were playing great. You know, so where do you put him? You know, where how, how can he get minutes? And that's a tough, that's a tough decision with Billy Donovan. It's like, and he's gonna have that same problem this year, is how to play everybody. You know, there's only a few guys on this team that don't have to worry about minutes. And I, you know, that's that's Vooch, you know, DeMar, um, and uh Zach. Okay. You know, we got a good backup center in drumming. A lot of people weren't happy about that signing. This guy is a walking triple double. Okay. He's going to rebound, which is, that was one of the Bulls, uh, you know, inconsistencies last year, which rebounded the basketball, especially on the defensive board. Uh, no second chance opportunities. It was one and done on most nights. So you address that with a with a center who's also on a make good contract. I mean, you know, this is a guy who should be making twenty five million dollars a year. You know, and he's oh, ah! oh they tried to assassinate me at my own house. <laughs> There's a sniper in the building, baby. Lee Hardy. So, so you get it, you get a backup center that as actually a starter. Okay. So now you got you got two starters coming off your bench. What 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 second team is going to be better than those two guys? Okay, at their position. Then you throw in Alex Caruso coming off the bench. Who what role player is better than Alex Caruso? So the Bulls bench has been upgraded big time. Big time. You know, we lose Troy Brown Jr., but basically him and Derrick Jones are the same player. And if you're asking me, you know, um, I think Derrick Derek Jones Jr.'s role is more valuable per se because Troy Brown Jr. is not going to get a lot of minutes at small forward with DeMar being there. But you can throw Derrick Jones in multiple positions, three, four, and five. So he's a jack of all trades. Um, our bench is upgraded, um, you know, so uh, – this is a totally different team that what people saw last year with the exception of our, our regular starters. Uh, but the bench is going to be much better, man. With that being said, uh, Stacey, um, what, what can, um, what can Dale and Terry do to add to this team, the makeup of this team moving forward? I mean, I love the guy's confidence. Like, yeah, he's, he's very confident. Fresh air. But um, what can he do to add to those, those, uh, different uh, elements that you mentioned well he's in the very same situation Iowa was okay you're gonna have to find your niche on a veteran laden team you're gonna have to find ways to make an impact and it's not about scoring you know it might be defense they might say just like Iowa Iowa got in the lineup because you play deep okay so that's why Iowa got in the lineup so this kid's got to have the same kind of effect because he's so versatile I mean the kid's six foot seven so you could play him as small forward that's why they let Troy Brown go because you can get him some minutes at small forward, and he's a legit small forward that can handle the ball like a guard. So now you've got a kid that can attack from that small forward position um, off the bounce and then get his teammates involved, too. He's a very good passer. He's having more turnovers, I think, than what people want to see. But it's a, it's, you know, it's a rookie in summer league. You're going to have a lot of turnovers because you're trying to impress. You know, you, they, you know, don't think these kids don't see what all these other kids, Chet Holmgren and, you know, um, Monchero and all these points they're putting up and you're a first round pick, you know, like he was, you know, you want to, I'm, I'm just as good, you know, so you had that attitude. 
And sometimes you force things, you make some passes that don't need to be made. But uh, I think the kid, because he's so versatile, um, you can play him at, you know, the two, the three um, point guard, you know, maybe you can play some, uh, some four at small ball four. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different ways you can utilize his talent and skill set. So uh, I, I know the Bulls are happy and ecstatic that he, he was there. You know, I, I had him, I had him on my board, my draft board as a must watch player. It, it would not have surprised me um, that he didn't, that he went in the second round. Cause that's where I had him. I think a lot of people had him in the second round because he only averaged eight points a game, you know, in Arizona, you know, um, but it, it comes down to, you know, AK and Mark, man, I tell people all the time, trust the process because those guys ain't, them guys is, they're coming up to the plate looking to hit a home run every single time. You know, they're not hesitating. They're not thinking things go, well, should we? No, it costs too much money. They're going out there doing whatever it takes to win. I mean, those guys are just as competitive as the players are. You know, you talk to those guys after the playoff series and uh, AK was like, man, we got to be better. I got to be better. You know, he took the onus on himself. You know, how many GMs take that, you know, take that blame, you know? And so that's why he went out and did what he did. I think the number one priority was to sign Zach first to make sure that, you know, we get him in the fold. Uh, Cause you never know, you never know what's going on in a player's mind in free agency. You know, you, you might think you have the, the upper hand because he played for you and he loves the city of Chicago, but I mean, you know, you got the Lakers pursuing you, you know, you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Hey, if I go out there, you know, um, it's not cold anymore. You know, I'm waking up, flip-flops and shorts, you know, 75 degrees, whereas I'm in Chicago in October, November, you know, I'm out here freezing, you know. And, you know, who doesn't want to play with LeBron, you know? Uh, that was one of his things that he always, you know, he said last year before going into free agency that it would be great playing with LeBron. So that I think that put a lot of Bulls Nation on pause when he said that. Like, oh, oh, okay. But it worked out for the Bulls. He's back. And uh, I, I really expect them to win 50-plus games. I, I really do. Speaking of um, Terry, watching him yesterday, you could really see, like, he's a great communicator because he was, like, talking while he was out on the wing, like, the whole entire time. So I think, like, communicating and defense, like Io would be how he gets minutes on the team. Yeah, I mean, he's, you could tell he's a natural leader. You know, I mean, kids – 18, 19 years old, he's, you know, pumping his teammates up. He's talking to them, uh, giving them, you know, constructive criticism, you know, and trying to encourage them. Yeah, he's got natural leadership skills. That alone is going to get him playing time, you know, because he's into the game. Uh, he wants you to be into the game. And he's going to go out there and give you max effort. And if he's not scoring, because there's been some games in the summer league where he hasn't scored, but he plays great defense. He rebounds the basketball. He's a big guard. I mean, he's got a 7-1 wingspan, I think. So, uh, there's so many ways you can play him. I think just like Io, Io didn't play a lot during the preseason. Io didn't play a lot in the beginning until uh, we were getting torched by somebody. And then Billy was like, okay, let's try the rookie. You know, he's a good defensive player. Let's put him out there. And then Io, Io went out there and shut, I don't even remember who it was, but he went out there and shut him down. And then he got playing time after that. Do you think um, Marco's going to see some playing time? I don't know why he shouldn't. I really don't. I don't know why he shouldn't. I thought he should have played last year, uh, you know, 15 minutes a night, you know, um, especially when we needed size, we needed uh, some rebounding, you know, and he has a, he has a unique skill set 
that really translates to the NBA and the Bulls offense. He's a big that can score. He's athletic. He can shoot the three. You know, all the things that you want in your big man, I think that, that the thing with him, though, is you just got to get some playing time. You know, how are you going to develop? You know, you're in the G League, and you clearly are better than anybody down there. So it's like, you know, he's a big fish in a small pond. You need to bring him up here and where, the, where the big sharks are and see what he can do on a consistent basis. Give him some consistent minutes. He's put on probably 35 pounds, you know, uh, over the summer. He's looked, you know, just like any young player. He had the 27-point game, looked impressive, and then he had a stinker game the next night, you know, where he didn't play as well. And it's, that, that happens to many young players. You know, they, that consistency is not there yet. Uh, the thought of it is, the thought of me playing good two, three games in a row is there. It's just, you know, finding a way to do it. And I think, you know, after that game, he had 27, 15 boards. And, I mean, it's, he had some un- amazing stats, you know, for a kid who – didn't didn't play hardly any minutes, um, you know, on the on the varsity team last year. So, well, no last uh, show, Justin um, <laughs> hilariously said that Marco has already showed stuff that Lori Marketing never showed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Justin! <laughs> Come on, man. Well, you know, I say that because I. I wanted Lori, like I wanted him to be aggressive going to the basket. I, I don't think that there's anybody who would argue that. Like they were kind of tired of seeing Lori just, you know, kind of floating around the perimeter, just being active. I mean, you you're a seven footer who has the skills to actually put the ball on the on the court and, and get to the basket. That one of that was one of my biggest frustrations watching Lori while he was here. It seemed like he did it more his rookie year and then all of a sudden that version of Lori just just totally went away so well a lot, would, of, that, a lot of that a lot of that Justin was scheme schematic stuff they put him out there on the printer because he's such a good three-point shooter and then once you get put out there and you realize like hey I'm pretty good out here you don't want to go inside them okay same thing with Vooch you know Vooch fell in love with a three-point shot I mean there's no way in the world Vooch should lead your team in three-point shot, shot attempts as a center I mean, if you take three shots, all right, cool. But you take eight, you know, nine three-point shots as a big man, I know you can make them. You know, you have a history of making them. But to me, it's taking away and neutralizing your, your biggest asset, that you, the ability to post up, cause a double team to be able to make the right pass, or shooters swing the ball, put teams in, in scramble mode. You know what I'm saying? Put them in scramble mode defensively like you see us sometimes. You know, the ball doesn't necessarily, we, let's say we double Giannis, okay? Giannis kicks the ball out to, you know, um, to Connaughton, okay? Connaughton already knows he's already moving the ball one more time because most likely the rotation is coming out to him. So he already he's already anticipating that the defender is coming after double team. So as he gets the ball, his natural instinct is to make one more pass to a wide open jumper. So even though he's open for a second, he's not going to stay open because the double's come. So now if you watch us in that, in that Milwaukee series, we were constantly one step behind. We were constantly scrambling. And they were able to get wide open threes, you know, and uh, knock them down. And it cost us cost us a series. We could just get Luch to play how he did in game two of the Bucks series. I mean, that was like just beautiful when he was just in the paint and just doing what he could do best. Melissa, 
Vooch is going to have a hell of a year. Oh, it's, I contract. it's a contract year. He's yeah. going he's gonna, to he's gonna do things that he didn't do before. You're going to see him out there switching on guards, playing defense, moving his feet, blocking shots, uh, posting up. You know, this is his last opportunity to get big money. And there are going to be a lot of people after Vooch. Like, you know, Vooch is a modern-day center, a guy that can post up and shoot threes and, you know, uh, make decisions with the ball. But I think sometimes with guys like Vooch is that you're so used to being the number one guy like he was in Orlando that he doesn't know how to play with other great players. I thought last year he struggled at times learning how to play. It's one thing when you had Zach Levine the year before and then you had a bunch of guys that weren't, were not on his level because he was basically the second best player. But now you're throwing in Alonzo Ball. Now you're throwing in DeMar DeRozan. You know, you're throwing in, you know, young Patrick Williams in the lineup that's going to do some stuff. Now you're confused. Like, okay, how am I going to score? How am I going to get buckets with all these people on the floor? Instead of just saying, hey, you know what? I run a pick and roll. I'm dive cutting. I'm posting up the smaller guard. Throw me the ball. You, I mean, he gets so many points just off of just dive cut to the basket instead of fanning for a three-point shot most of the time. Um, there is a place for him shooting threes. I mean, you know, I think everybody's seen Golden State, and they want to play that way. But you can't – listen, Golden State, you got you got future Hall of Famers on that squad, okay? Uh, Steph Curry is a future Hall of Famer. Draymond Green is a future Hall of Famer. And Klay Thompson is a, you know, future Hall of Famer. And we don't even know how good Poole's going to be. Poole, Poole is just as good a shooter as those guys. So you don't know how good he's going to be. He could be a possible Hall of Famer when all this said and done. Wiseman is coming back now. Um, Kaminga is, is a great young player. Uh, Moody, who arguably probably is their best rookie, uh, he didn't even get to play last year because they were so deep at the guard spot that he didn't get any, any minutes. He had to play in the G League. But the kid is talented. He's big. And wait a minute. Not only to mention that, they got, in my opinion, they got the steal of the draft. Okay. Because they pick late. When you win and you pick late. Okay, so they, I think they picked 28. If I'm not mistaken, you have to look it up. But they were able to draft Patrick Baldwin Jr., who looks like a bigger, taller Clay Thompson. Like 6'10", six, 6'11", six, uh, six, got long arms, 3 and D guy. That was the kid I, 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 I kind of wanted the Bulls to, uh, to draft um, only because he checked so many boxes for them. Like he's a great three-point shooter. He's a, a three and D guy. You know, he can lock down. He can, you know, as he gets older and it grows into his body, um, you know, this is a kid that can be a, a really good two-way player in the NBA. And, you know, Golden State don't miss. They don't miss. They draft always, they, they draft really well. They do their homework. And they went after Patrick Baldwin when everybody else kind of gave up on him because he had a bad first year. And now you got to attribute that to being, he went to a school that he probably wouldn't have went to if his dad wasn't the coach. Okay. So he went to play for his dad, not enough, not enough weapons to play alongside him. And you're asking an 18 year old kid to lead a college team to the playoffs, uh, to the tournament. And he just doesn't have enough help. And his stats were really, really not conducive of a guy that you expect to go in the lottery, which they had him because he was the top three high school player in the country and a person that was projected to be a lottery pick. So when they picked him at 28, you know, uh, Golden State was ecstatic about that. Like, oh, we got another, we got another Clay Thompson, but bigger. Clay Thompson, 6'7". This kid is the legit 6'10", 6'11". Moves just like him, can shoot it, got a beautiful stroke. 
Um, you know, and you can defend. So Golden State, once again, does it again. Yeah, hopefully, uh, we'll be saying that about AK. In oh, yeah. AK, AK's picks have been big. You know, they've been big. You know, so I'm not going to ever, I'm not betting against AK and Mark. You know, because um, when you get picking 18 below, is the best available player. You know, you picking you picking lottery, okay. It's a lot harder to mess up the lottery pick. Okay. When you get 18 on down, it, it becomes what's the best fit for your team. You know, do you go with a guy like Patrick Ballin, who you may think your some scouts say might have been soft? You know, uh, do you go or do you go and get a kid like Terry, who a lot of people didn't have in the first round, um, unless it, it was fringe. Uh, a guy who's a natural leader, a guy who is going to come out and play hard every night and push guys to play hard. You know, sometimes those are the best picks. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, a lot of uh, Bulls Nation was like, oh, we should have got a big man. <laughs> uh, uh, Bulls Nation, chill. <laughs> chill. Yeah, chill. I, I think um, – how they're putting this team together. They want like guys who can play multiple positions. They're yeah, verse, versatility. You got to be versatile, man. Yeah, so and you know, we needed three and D, and I think Terry could be a good three and D player that he could develop into. Yeah, yeah. I see I see him in a couple of years developing into a nice uh two-way player for Bulls. Um, I think he's got the skill set. Uh, I think he's got to um, work on his outside shooting. Um, you know, cut his turnovers down. You know, if he can do that, uh, that's gonna that's gonna help. That's gonna help um, uh, the Bulls in the long run. Yeah. Are there any other um, uh, guys on this G League team that you think eventually could have an impact for this team later on? Uh, was it Justin Lewis? Um, I think he's got a chance to to develop nicely. I think he's going to be starts off in a two-way contract. I thought that was a good free agent pickup. Cause I thought I had that kid going in the second round um, from Marquette. I had him going to the second round. He didn't get drafted. I was completely surprised. Um, you know, a lot of teams passed on EJ Liddell. Everybody thought we were going to go that direction. I think he's out now with ACL injury. Yep. Year. So that would have been, ugh. Um, but um, the one kid I've liked so far, I haven't really seen a lot of them. But I saw him yesterday, the kid Maker, uh, Thon Maker's cousin, uh, seven-footer. And when you watched the game yesterday in Vegas, he looked like Pascal Siakam. Like, the way he moved, the way he – how fluid he was. And this is a seven-footer. You ain't talking about six, seven, six, eight, dude. So I was really impressed. He can shoot the three. He runs the floor hard, plays hard. Um, that would be a guy, if you're the Bulls, you take a flyer on and you develop him in your system and see what he could do. Worst case scenario, you got a Giannis stopper. Worst case scenario, you got a kid that's athletic enough to pick him up on the floor, to guard him, give him some length. Uh, worst case scenario, because if I'm building a team, just like people when I when I was on my championship teams, people people were concerned about Michael Jordan. They didn't care about anybody else. They're like, we got to find a way to stop Michael Jordan. It's the same way when you talk to these other superstars in the Eastern Conference. If you want to come out the East, you got to have a Giannis stopper. You got to have someone that can stop that kid because 
that kid is unbelievable. You see him, I mean, he works hard. Um, he's one of my favorite players to watch in the game. You know, just a, just a great kid, humble, loves his teammates. You know, he could have left free agency and went somewhere. He stayed in Milwaukee, you know. Um, did y'all see his movie Rise? No. Yeah. On, Disney? on Disney? Oh, dude, you guys got to, hey, come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm turning y'all, getting y'all hip to stuff. <laughs> y'all got to go watch on Disney. Go watch his, uh, the Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, story, Rise, about how hard it was for him to get into, you know, to be able Oh, I forgot him again. The sniper's back. Casualty. Oh, Lord, I'm just still my head rate. Oh, Lord. Oh, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Hold on, people. I've been on here too long, baby. Y'all got me on here too long. Oh, oh snipe in the building. Snipe in the building. They're trying to kill me. Oh, Lord, I got I got head rate on the screen. Oh, Lord. Um, Can y'all see me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see you. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm getting tired because I, I got, I just taken some medicine, so I'm kind of like, I can tell I'm kind of getting. Mm. Oh, no. oh, sorry about that, Stacy. No, 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 no. I, I'm glad we got, I'm glad we got a chance to, uh, to talk because I know last time we had such bad uh, connection. <laughs> y'all had, y'all had like, y'all had gerbils on treadmills uh, trying to power up the internet. Okay, now y'all done went to, <laughs> now y'all done went to. Y'all done went to high tech. Now you're we on Zoom. We got we got we got uh we got YouTube now. See them little treadmills, them little treadmill hamsters, man. They was running their butts off, bro. They was like, I'm sorry, that's all we can do. Hell no, nah, we 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 ain't going no more. We need more nuts. They they, they didn't want they didn't want to work no more. They went on strike. Yeah, <laughs> well, almost went with the uh that same format, but um. Dale, who's another one of the Bulls Twitter community moderators, he's uh he's deaf, and you actually replied to his tweet yesterday where he showed us how to sign. Oh yeah, yeah, sauce. yeah, how to sign. Uh, give me the hot sauce. Yeah, so when I was telling him about to we were about to do the podcast, he was like, "Well, if you do it on YouTube, I can look at the captions and follow along." So I said, "Well, we gotta make it happen for YouTube." Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome that you guys did that. He's a good guy. That was a pretty nice, pretty nice. I'm over here trying to, I'm trying to practice my French because we're going over to France in uh, January. So I got to be able to say, give me the hot sauce in, uh, in uh, French. You know, I got to, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an international man. Pas de goût français, oui, oui. You know, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to be able to say my, my, uh, my patented trademarks um, and my catchphrases in, in uh, French. International man of mystery. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, I'm glad you recognize that, Justin. You know, <laughs> that tells me that tells me that you appreciate greatness. I do, I do. <laughs> hey, uh, Melissa, uh, make sure, um, just like Stacy said, um, that we have like the Avengers had a, a Thor, not a Thor, but a Hulk, and we have a Giannis stopper. So make sure you tweet that out. We got a Giannis stopper. Yeah. <laughs> That might put that might put some pressure on him right now. Because <laughs> then, because then, what if he don't? What if he don't make the team? Then they say, well, how was he going to uh, stop Giannis when he couldn't guard so and so from the Wizards? <laughs> so I don't want to put that pressure on him. But that's my mindset with with developing him. That's my mindset. Developing down the line, getting me a Giannis stopper. Because right now, Giannis is on a different level, man. I mean, Giannis honestly could be uh, can honestly be an MVP candidate every year. 
you know, so um, it's, it's nice to have a Giannis stopper. Everybody else, I don't, I'm not, I don't fear anybody else in the East, uh, but Giannis makes such a huge difference. I mean, he was out there playing football when we was playing basketball. He's running people over and, you know, charging. They wouldn't call it. You know, yep. our players are trying yep. the hardest yep. to, to, to draw, you know, charges on them. They wouldn't call it. I mean, the dude was just running people over like a bull in a china shop. So, but I, he's the only guy in, in, uh, in B. Those are the only two guys I worry about in the Eastern Conference as far as how, what do you have to stop those guys? Because those two guys are, they're a load for anybody. Even a great team would have a hard time guarding those guys. Have to do what you can to lock everybody else up, except uh, those two. <laughs> yeah, see, it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah, for real. Well, guys, I appreciate y'all having me on this, this wonderful podcast. I'm glad I was able to get on here. Melissa, it's nice meeting you. I always see your tweets. So uh, nice. Are you a regular on the show? Nope. Oh, y'all I'm need not. to hire her because she's bringing, she's bringing beauty points. She, <laughs> she's bringing beauty points to the show. Looking at y'all two knuckleheads. I mean, I, I, hey, come on. Hey, 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 hey You're hey. losing your audience. You lose your audience. <laughs> make, sure you bring, make sure you bring Melissa on here. Because she is bringing all the males from 18 to 26 in. Okay, okay. I'm bringing I'm bringing certain people here too. You know because of me. I'm bringing because I'm the black Brad Pitts. So I'm bringing in some, I'm bringing in the women that's 50 years old and older. I'm bringing them in. Okay. So me and Melissa just upgraded everything today. So so now Melissa, you need to be on this show all the time because it's great to have a female perspective on things. It can pay you in peanuts, just like we, <laughs> just like we paid the squirrels. We can pay you. Hey, hey, listen. There's no money. All they, all they can, all they can pay you is a pat on the back. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we don't. Our budget, our budget is in the negative, the negative zone. Okay. I'll do it for a bag of chips. Yeah, do it for do it for do it for a, a year supply of Doritos. Okay, you you can go to Sam's at Sam's Club or Costco and go get, go back a, a year supply of Doritos. Cool Ranch. Don't get the don't get the nacho cheese that smells like somebody's feet. Get the get the. I hate nacho cheese, bro. I hate it. Ugh. Flaming hots are where it's at. Uh, listen, I, I got enough hotness in my life already. I'm already I'm already you know my hot sauce is, ooh, oh, it's amazing. Melissa, have you tried my hot sauce? I have to get it. I, I tweeted at you asking which one I should get. And Derek told me okay. to Okay, first of all, Melissa. I told him to get all of them. <laughs> he told Hold me to get all of them. Melissa, let me, let me just say this. Here I am plugging you to get on the show. Okay? <laughs> I'm going out my way to these guys to hire you, and you got the audacity to not have tasted my hot sauce. I, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. Derek has tasted my hot sauce. He tasted all flavors. Yeah, he's been speaking that hot sauce up. Yes, he's, he's one of my biggest advocates. Justin, have you tried it? I have not tried it. I can't have spicy things like that. Justin, Justin, hold on, man. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. You, you're already offering Melissa to get some hot sauce. You, this is like, what, the second second show that we've had? Our third hey. interaction, actually. You never Justin. told me about any hot sauce. Justin, Justin, hold on, man. It was a secret at first. We couldn't let the secret out, okay? <laughs> now it's now it's full-fledged. Everybody knows about the hot sauce, okay? But, Justin, I don't want to hear that that excuse talking about, I don't like spicy things, okay? I didn't you say with, I don't with, like spicy things. I said I can't eat spicy things. Okay, you know what? You know what? My hot sauce has different flavors, okay? Different flavors, barbecue sauce, the uh, the green uh, St. Pat's Verde with, uh, is good on quesadillas and stuff. It's amazing. 
Okay. Melissa, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal plug for you to get on the show, even though you've been like, even though you've been tweeting that Derrick Rose picture for like a hundred years, but you, you're not taking. The, you're not taking the time to go to my uh, gimmethehotsauce.com. I actually went on it. I was gonna get that two pack, but I, I didn't check out. It's my bad. Oh my god. Okay, guys, guys, hey guys, scratch my endorsement of her oh, no. so, until she gets hot sauce. Derek, <laughs> Derek, Derek, hey, hey, Justin, if Derek wouldn't have got my hot sauce, I wouldn't have been on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's my payment. That's my payment right there. Him being on, him getting the hot sauce is my payment. Because, you know, I'm at a level right now. I'm on a whole new level, like Future said, okay? You know, so when I come on, when I come on a podcast, you know, I'm coming on because I'm friends with people. You know, so, and I know how hard it is to start podcasts, how hard it is to get going. Um, so I always try to, you know, come on people's podcasts and, and you know, uh, help them out a little bit. And, you know, when y'all, you know, of course you're talking about the Bulls, which is, you know, great content. So um, I wish you guys nothing but the best. Hey, uh, keep grinding, man. The whole, the whole key to a podcast is patience. You know, I mean, you go from, you know, you, everybody wants to have a great podcast, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta grind, man. You gotta grind, especially when you don't have the backing of people, you know, like I was like Nipsey Hussle. I'm selling, I'm selling my podcast out the back of my trunk of my car to get people to listen to it, you know, and um, it's one of the top podcasts in top three in Chicago and it's one of the tops in the country. So, and we don't have, we don't have all the big boys backing us, you know, like sponsorships, but we got sponsors. Uh, nationwide is by your side. I got that sponsor. Uh, we got Angel Watersaw. We got Windy City Limos a sponsor. So we got we got some sponsors. But now we're getting ready to go to a different level um, because going from just the audio on the podcast, the way of the future is being visual because you want your audience to be able to see you guys laughing and having a good time. You know what I'm saying? In the audio version, you know you're driving the car. You're at work. You're working out. Okay. You yeah. You still want to have because that's going to be a, a majority of your fan base there. But everybody wants to see what's going on. Everybody wants to see guests. Who, who they have as a guest. Uh, what are they talking about? Is it interesting? Because you gotta you gotta say this to yourself. What separates you from the hundred other uh, Bulls podcasts? You know, um, that's what you got to look at when you're when you're doing your podcast because people have options now, just like they have options in Chicago about their sports dollar. You know, if the Bulls suck, uh, the Cubs suck, uh, the White Sox sucks, the Bears suck, the Blackhawks suck. Now your only choice is, okay, all of the teams are, you know, they're not winning. So where do we go? Where does our entertainment dollar go to? And that's when you, that's when, you know, uh, most time we're going to go to a Bulls game because, you know, it's the thing to do in the wintertime. There's nothing else to do. And uh, if you're winning, you know, that's a great thing. But yeah, stay on y'all's grind, man. Stay on your grind. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's um, nobody wants to look at our ugly faces. Um, <laughs> we hire Melissa. Hey, listen, so. <laughs> listen, Justin. Justin, I, I didn't actually say that way. Okay, I just said that. Okay, listen. If you if you make some scrambled eggs, okay, you can spice those eggs up a lot of different ways. You can put some habanero sauce on it, some my uh, hot sauce on it, cheese on it. Okay, nobody just wants to eat plain scrambled eggs. Okay. But that's, that's where Melissa comes in. See, now you get a female's perspective on sports, okay? Uh, you get someone there, if, if like, you know, some some guy's like, oh, who's that nice-looking young lady, you know? Now you bring in a whole tar, tar, uh, target audience. And the good thing about it is, you know, 
she knows the sports. So um, that adds to her mystique per se. She's just not there like like a guy on my show, like, <laughs> like my friend Timmy Whispers. <laughs> Timmy, Whispers, Timmy Whispers probably says three words the whole show. <laughs> Okay, an hour and 20 minute show. He says three words the whole time. But what he does say when he does say something is very impactful. Like, it's like one of those things like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that, you know. And so um, but yeah, it's 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 good to have a female on there because we had we had one on my show earlier. And then um, uh, they 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 were from Milwaukee and, um, you know, the drive to Chicago once a week was too much for him. So um, they decided that, you know. They, they can, but she was good. Like she, her name is Southside Susie. And so her role, her role is to kind of be the antagonist, you know, cause everybody's got to have a role. You got to have a moderator. You got to have, you know, the, the moderator keeps things flowing, you know, keeps things, you know, going. If you go back and you look at Mark Chanowski, Mark Chanowski is a very good moderator. So when the show's getting off the rails, he can pull us all back in. Okay. Then you got the, your, your, your talent, the guys who are, uh, you know, who are going to carry the show with their knowledge of the game, you know, their knowledge of Chicago sports. Um, and you got to have some humor, man. You got to, like, we're talking about the dogs and stuff today and, and, you know, laughing and giggling. People love that kind of stuff, man. You know, that's what separates good podcasts because, like, I want to laugh out loud. You know, when you when you watch my show, you're going to laugh out loud. You're going to laugh out loud. It ain't going to be some serious, okay, the bull won the game today. No, we're going to have fun. We, we want people to be excited when they go okay but they can't wait they're fiending for it you know um you know every week when it's coming out when it's coming out you know they want to they want to be part of that so uh, you got to have some fun man have some fun have some fun and you know hey no you know i'm not saying y'all have just a, a face for radio okay you know i mean justin if you get a haircut and shave a little bit better you know come on you know come on with a little fade up you know i think you'll be okay <laughs> I'm glad that I can aspire to okay. That, that's, what I, that's what I live for. Yeah. So, so, uh, Derek, don't don't cut the first three minutes of the show. Keep the keep the dog. Keep the, the comedy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Keep the comedy. All right, listen, you guys be good. Melissa, I try to get you hired. I don't know if they're gonna do it or not, but I try. I had to pull her leg to get her on this show. <laughs> oh, really? He, this yeah. is the first one I've ever done. I mean, he's been asking me to do it. Even oh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, you should, you should want to do it. Try it. Try it. I thought you did good today. So anyway, listen, I'm going to go take a nap because I'm tired. I'm exhausted and uh, enjoyed you guys having me on the show. I hope I, uh, I hope I did knock it out of the park for you guys. Always. <laughs> All right, Stacey. Thank you. I'll let a player. You see me in the streets. All right, Stacey. Justin, uh, Justin, get a haircut. I will. <laughs> Savage. Savage. Hey, Justin, I was just, Justin, I was just like you three days ago. Okay. <laughs> even my son, even my oldest son today, my, my oldest son, I was telling somebody, I said, yeah, man, I was looking, I was looking kind of beastly. And then my, my son goes, yeah, you were. <laughs> and I like looked at him, I'm like, you little ungrateful little, I'm like, and you know, you can always leave. You know, you, you, you don't have to get out of my refrigerator. You know, you leave. Yeah, so he even said that. So, Jason, I was right there with you, okay? So. I used know. to like myself, Stacey, and I used to like eggs, but now, now I just. Oh, you know. dude. That's what I'm telling you. You guys, listen, man, you got to spice up eggs, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just, I just can't eat just scrambled eggs, man. I, you little hot sauce.
Yeah, you got it. You got to put. Yeah, you, you know what? You know, Melissa, you, you're not a hot sauce es- expert until you get my hot sauce. Okay, <laughs> stop being so damn cheap and buy the hot sauce. I'm gonna buy your hot sauce. Yeah, you you go. You looking at the hot sauce prices? Like, oh, I can go get some Cholula for less than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dirty, you dirty woman, you. Yeah, dirty little woman. Spend the money. Stop being so cheap. You get your hair and the nails done and get your eyelashes. Get those, get them big old eyelashes that be out trying to grab you. Maybe, you know, your eyelashes, the eyelashes. So some of these women are out there. Do you have eyelashes? You have the big ones? No. Okay, those are those are natural. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty big. That's awesome. That's all. Hey, I I saw a lady the other day. I swear to God, I thought they were spiders. (laughs) Yeah, they were huge. Like they were. They, they they came out and gave me that. I walked by and hey, what those days? I'm like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of women mad at me for that one. I'm sorry, ladies. Stacy loves the ladies. Keep wearing them eyelashes, girl. That make you look good. Do what you want. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm out. Y'all be good. All right, Stacey. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Tennis game over. The horn blows.